This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The 2023 Parapan American Games are taking place in Santiago, Chile. Community reporter Nathan Clement is competing in the games and has been having some success here and has another race scheduled for this weekend. Nathan, I imagine it's a very busy time, a very busy week for you right now. Thank you for taking a little bit of time to be a part of the show. Thank you for having me on. It's exciting to talk to you and share everything that's going on at the Parapan American Games. So, Nathan, let's just start with you as an individual. How are the competitions going for you so far? I had the time trial on the last Sunday on the 19th, and I ended up winning gold in my event, the T1, T2 uh, mixed time trial. Overall, a really tough race, but uh, the community we were in, Isla del Maple, was beautiful. We had loud crowds. Uh, beautiful vineyards, the Andes in the backdrop. So it was overall just an incredible experience to get going at these games. And where do you go from here? You've already had a little bit of success. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Where do the games take you from here for the next week or so? So for me, my next race is on Sunday, the 26th. Uh, early in the morning out here is our road race. So it's going to be everyone in the T1, the trike category, T1, T2, all racing together. But for myself, I have some teammates racing today on the track, which I don't take part in because I'm on a tricycle and they're a little too unbalanced for a track type bike, um, a track type stadium. So I'm going to be going out to cheer them on later today. What's the overall morale of the team? Like you say, there, there's some individual components here, but there's a team aspect as well. What's the overall, what's the overall morale like for you guys? We overall have a very small crew of athletes. We only have seven in total for the cycling team. But overall, spirits are quite high. We've had my roommate, uh, Alexander Hayward, uh, win gold in his time trial, as well as Charles Moreau winning bronze and Michael Simetz winning bronze. So today in the track, we have some big performances hopefully to come from Mel Pemble, Keely Shaw, Alex Hayward once again, and Mike. So we're really having spirits high as uh, it's been a great time to be down here interacting with other athletes from other teams and Canada is really, really doing well so far. Nathan, every time I talk to you about these elite athleticisms, I always have to make the confession that I've never done anything elitely. What's it like on the ground when you're maybe between events, you still want to get some training in or do a little bit of maintenance? How does it affect you as an athlete to sort of be somewhere that is at least a little bit out of your comfort zone? It's one of those places where... I'm very lucky and we're very lucky to have a great strong crew of people from the Canadian Paralympic Committee, from uh, Cycling Canada, but also other sports too, where everyone's uplifting, everyone wants to support each other. I've had tons of conversations with like, for example, the wheelchair rugby team, wheelchair basketball team, Athletics Canada. So it is a little weird when you have a lot of downtime, but it's great to have like great groups of people around you on your own team, but also spread out across your country. And 
in environments like this, it's just so special and really a privilege to have this opportunity to represent your country in somewhere like Chile, in somewhere around the world like this. So just to be here is a great gift in itself. What about the venues and the facilities? How are you finding that experience? Are you having a good time? I'm loving it so far. The village is absolutely incredible. The food is fantastic. There's a whole um, Red Bull uh, kind of arcade gaming area where you can drive an F1 car, uh, play foosball, uh, table tennis, air hockey, uh, various other facilities. And there's also a Gatorade station, um, a little athletes kind of international zone where you can get souvenirs, have a food garden. It's overall a really fun place, but uh, I'm going to be excited today to see what the track's like. Mm. But the road race course that I was in was remarkable from the town that we started off in, which is about a couple blocks long, to getting out of the town. The crowds were full. The streets were packed. I had the privilege of riding in the car, watching another athlete's race, Keely Shaw's time trial, a little earlier than mine, and just seeing the people banging drums, uh, yelling from their windows as Keely went on her race was just absolutely incredible to witness and just feel that atmosphere of being in a major like Santiago 2023. After your race this weekend, when do you get to have a little bit of fun? When do you get to start hanging out with the other athletes from other countries? I've, I've kind of been doing that a little bit right now just because I've had some time in between my races. Uh, I had a, a week break in between, but um, the cycling is the final event to go at the games and the road race. So once we're done around 9 or 10 in the morning out here, uh, it's going to be a celebration and a party as we have closing ceremonies a little later on in the day. So uh, just going to enjoy that before the long, long flight back to Canada. Well, Nathan, I want to wish you the best of luck here on your last event. Congratulations on the success you're already having. Have a little bit of fun out there and looking forward to catching up with you uh, when you're back in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Dave. All the best to everyone out in Canada right now. That's Nathan Clement, community reporter, usually based in Vancouver, British Columbia. But uh, Nathan is a Paralympian, para-athlete down there at the Parapan Am Games in Santiago, Chile, giving you a... Uh, Update from on the ground. In one minute, Laura Bain will have the entertainment report. But first, smart home devices can pose a cybersecurity risk. Mike Dubusky explains in Tech Trends. Tony Anscombe of ESET says there are plenty of home appliances that now come with internet connections, from refrigerators to microwaves. As we're at Thanksgiving, you know, one that comes to mind is a lot of barbecues now have wireless controllers on them. He says that increased connectivity opens up more risk from bad actors who could use your devices to steal information or for other purposes. Maybe your refrigerator is the one sending the spam that we all see in our e inboxes every morning, uh, or it's being used as a resource for crypto mining. Anscombe says if you're unsure about a device's security, make sure to separate it from your main Wi-Fi network. If you're not using the guest network, put those devices on that guest network and keep them away from devices that have your personal information. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Over to the world of entertainment, a popular Netflix comedy special is causing some controversy. Laura Bain, you've got some more info here on Matt Reif's latest Netflix special. 
Yeah, that's right. This is the uh, Natural Selection uh, comedy special, which was released last week. I checked this morning. It's currently sitting at the number three most watched Netflix TV show in Canada. Uh, but it's been getting some backlash, as you mentioned, for a joke that he makes right off the beginning of the show about domestic violence. Um, and perhaps it's worth noting here, Matt Reif is known for his large female fan base, something that he comments on in the special. But he's responded to the backlash. He's getting He's getting backlash based on his response to the backlash um, because a couple of days ago, he posted a link on his social media to his quote-unquote official apology for the joke, which actually directs people to a medical website that spell that sells helmets for people with special needs. I don't love that terminology, but that's the terminology yeah, on the website. Yeah. Um, so he responded to backlash about making jokes about domestic violence by making fun of people with disabilities. So that's just awesome. Now, there has been a fair bit of um, backlash uh, just kind of in the last 24 hours from the disability community about um, about that, about the response and the special needs helmet. But I watched his comedy special last night. It was full of hugely offensive jokes about disability, even the title Natural Selection, like spoiler don't waste your time it's a reference to a super ableist joke he makes towards the end of the special um but somehow this still made it to number one most watching canada over the weekend and so i'm just kind of thinking about and i've got a question for you dave about why the ableism throughout this special wasn't getting that same initial backlash yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder about whether or not perhaps the the backlash might have been there, but it gets it doesn't get the same traction or pickup mm -hmm. from mainstream media in the in the in the same way. But but if I were to zoom out even further, Laura, I I would just say I wonder if people with disabilities are feeling that general advocacy fatigue, and they only have so much oxygen to worry about a comedy special that's clearly a comedian who is not afraid to push boundaries and be a little bit offensive that at a certain juncture in the culture war, there's only so much oxygen and space to fight every single battle. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. And of course, there is, like for me, my mind goes to this huge intersection of domestic violence and disability, which mm -hmm. is where I've been mm -hmm. kind of putting a lot of my attention in my, my social work education. Um, I like some offensive comedians. I like comedy specials. Yeah, same. And I, for me, I do think there's a way to make jokes about even communities that you're not a part of. But for me, when I, I watched this, I just didn't find it funny because I felt like it reflected... It wasn't clearly a joke to me. I felt like it actually reflected some more deeply rooted misogyny and ableism. I don't know Matt Reif. I wouldn't want to like comment on his personality, but just based on his act, I felt like it was sort of maybe rooted in some problematic beliefs. And I think that when you make these jokes, if you miss the mark, you kind of end up bordering on hate speech, which is very problematic. Yeah, yeah. The, the way that I always think about it too, because I also am not afraid of comedians who are willing to push the boundary. In fact, most good comedy does push the boundary in some way, but more often than not, a lot of modern comedians, I find are just a little bit lazy in their approach. They're kind of going for the low hanging fruit observation rather than putting something together, putting the puzzle pieces together to build an interesting observation that is unique or original. Now, I haven't seen this particular special yet, but I think I've seen a couple of these clips pop up on social. Like, it's just... It's just not creative, right? If, if you want to push my boundaries, you better be creative in the way that you do it.
I agree. And in my opinion, if you're going to make offensive jokes, you also better be funny, which I just, (laughs) I I laughed a total, I think I laughed out loud a total of three times in the hour long special. So I'm not saying he doesn't have any talent, but overall. For this, I'm away tomorrow. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Steve. That's Laura Bain with the Entertainment Report coming up after the break. A little more talk from the Pan Am Games in Santiago, Chile. Nathan Clement gave you a bit of the cycling insight a few moments ago in the Community Report. Sprock Richardson will have a wholesome update, a more holistic look at what's going on with some results around all kinds of sports at the Games. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.